So I have to tell you that on Stardew Valley, I figured out that the emo boy Sebastian <laughs> likes frozen tears. And now that I've given him frozen tears instead of giving him spaghetti, he showed me his motorcycle today and told me that he's going to take me on a ride. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> I was like, you are. Oh my goodness. That sounds like the weirdest game. It is really fun and weird. Yes. I don't think I could play it because I have enough things going on. And then, uh, fallout obviously with you and then fallout with myself and then <laughs> with myself <laughs> and then uh crash bandicoot every now and then with matt and then i haven't played that in forever oh, we since i was it. like little when it came on xbox and it has like the the first three available we bought it so that we could play it and we're almost finally beating the very first one. We already beat the second and third one because the first one oh my gosh. pissed us off. There was like an episode <laughs> with a rope and, or a rope bridge and like getting over it was really difficult. So we just gave up. But I did it. Awesome. <laughs> You're like, I'm almost done. I don't think I've ever beaten that game, nor did I own it. But I would always play it with my friend at their house. So I don't really know actually too much about it, but I remember it was really fun. I'd play Crash Bandicoot and Spyro like there was no tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I remember Spyro. <laughs> I used to play it at their house too. And then I got a little older and it was Tony Hawk. <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah. You and my friend from childhood would have gotten along really well. We didn't have any of those game systems. I just had the N64 yeah, and, and that was it. Until your mom got an Xbox and got addicted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she still plays. I know. That's funny. Oh, have you heard of the game Little Nightmares? Nope. It's fucked up, but fun. Yeah. It's basically you just have to stay away from, like, we just started because I just saw it the other day, but I guess it's been out for quite a while because there's like, uh, I'm sorry. I just got an email <laughs> that said it's from squirting school. And then the body of it said buried penis question mark. And then it went away before I could read the rest. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, what the fuck? Um nightmare game yeah little <laughs> nightmares <laughs> you're like these little kids and you're trying to escape these really weird people like it's really dark and morbid and you just have to like run and jump and hide and like figure out how to get out of rooms and stuff like that and I didn't realize how like dark it was one of the rooms it, there was just legs hanging from the ceiling and a chair under them like they hung themselves I was like, okay, so this is not a game my kids can play <laughs> at all. That's funny. But it, that one's really fun too, though. I used to play a game called Condemned, and uh, it had a lot of like really creepy things that would happen. Like you'd walk into a closet and then turn around and all these mannequins would like block you in there. 
I don't know. What? <laughs> Never heard of that. That sounds cool, though. It was pretty awesome. You're like, you're either like an ex-cop or like a almost ex-cop that's always drunk and you're trying to solve something. Oh, all righty. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, are you ready? I believe so. I think we should get into it. It sounds like it's a big one today. Buenos noches. This is Legend. We are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. So on this episode, we are going to talk about Slender Man, but it's kind of a little different of an episode than usual because we're going to talk about the urban legend, um, but it's probably one of the few urban legends that's origin is completely known, which means we also know that it is 100% fake. But I kind of want to cover this one because it kind of fits in with that crazy clown craze. So like the same kind of thing. Have you heard of Slender Man? I have. I, I was going to say, uh... there's no way you haven't. <laughs> Uh, my first introduction to Slender Man was watching PewDiePie play his Slender Man game. Oh, yep. And that's all I knew about it for a very long time until about a year ago. I listened to a podcast that talked about it and then I found out about the murder. Oh, but it's not a murder. But we are going to get into okay, that too. The crazy shit. <laughs> yes, the crazy shit. Slenderman, which can be either one word or two, it, it's interchangeable, I guess. He made his debut online on June 8th, 2009, under a forum from somethingawful.com titled Create Paranormal Images. Eric Knudsen, who also goes by the pseudonym Victor Surge, posted the image of a tall, out-of-focus man next to a tree. The text with it read, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished, and for what is referred to as Slender Man, or The Slender Man. Uh, deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. And then next to that, it says 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th. 1986 so this was a photoshop competition basically they were just supposed to create like it says create paranormal images well it sounds like he made one hell of one. Oh yeah <laughs> i have the pictures too they're pretty good so sunderman is essentially always a tall obviously thin man in a black suit and he doesn't have a face it's like blank or blurred. Um, stories of Slenderman typically always say that he's stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, and they're mostly children. 
Slenderman also seems to be like a amalgamation of internet and pre-internet culture. So there seems to be nods to like the Big Bad Wolf, the Headless Horseman, since he's most often seen, quote unquote, in the woods. They talk about Slenderman having tentacles or sharp appendages that seem to correspond with H.P. Lovecraft monsters. Ooh, nice. Yeah. The suit is similar to like Matrix villains, um, Jack Skellington. There are a lot of pictures, like fan art of Jack Skellington and Slenderman next to each other. I've always um, kind of seen that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently characters from a video game called Hitman. I've never oh, heard of it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Mm, I think Matt played it at least once. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd never heard of it, but I was like, all right. Someone's played it and I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so the the BBC article where I kind of got this little like comparison from, uh, it's titled The Origins of Slender Man. And they also say like, while the it is similar to all of these things, it could also just be coincidental. Um, maybe just a black suit and tall and thin is scary to everyone. <laughs> Um, on this forum, other posters started commenting on the image and making their own backstories about him. It really just started to kind of blow up. But apparently, Slenderman's backstory and fame really took off in 2011 due to someone who posted on Yahoo Answers <laughs> two years after the original post. It states, the Slenderman is a supernatural creature that is described as appearing as a normal human being but he is described as being eight feet tall and he has vectors or extra appendages that are described to be as sharp as swords. The creature is known to stalk humans and cause many disappearances. He is described as a shadow creature that has a missing face. The creature fits into many mythologies and legends from nations such as Germany and Celts, which bring up the possibility that he could be real. A man named Victor Serge found this legend and made his own version of it, which he called Slenderman. The Slenderman is not exactly evil, according to mythology, but Victor Serge's version shows him as an evil creature that stalks humans to kill. In mythology, he was actually trying to save you from a painful death by taking you to the underworld early. So first of all, how many times can you use the word described (laughs) in a paragraph? I did not write that paragraph. That was a quote. But um, anyway, so that's kind of where he got his like definition. Yeah. I mean, it all sounds very believable. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, like believable for a legend, like that it was a legit like legend legend. Right. Well, he has, we'll get into it a little bit later, but he has just many things about him that you can interpret yourself. So I guess that is like a good base for a legend. Yeah. So a quote from techcrunch.com states, Slenderman is a product of the century. He appears and havoc follows. He murders in undescribed ways or he compels others to murder. He is a dark god in an age of digital media, and he fills the empty place between the news and the unknown. Okay, so that's all 
I really have for Slenderman himself <laughs> uh, for his backstory. So for this episode, I'm going to delve into the true crime story. Although I know it's not like what we typically cover, but I figured because this is an urban legend that literally caused a true crime that it was worth covering. So, yes. I mean, it's weird yeah. shit. So, I exactly. think we cover it. Weird shit should be our gonna... actual, like, we're a weird shit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what I was thinking when I was making it. So, I was like, this fits. Okay. So, here we go. On Saturday at approximate, approximately, 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 <laughs> uh, sounds like your nose was really, really plugged. Approximately. <laughs> <laughs> So on Saturday <laughs> at approximately 9.50 a.m. on Monday, what? <laughs> I cannot read. It was Saturday. On Saturday was approximately 9 on Monday. <laughs> approximately. I don't know what's going on with this first sentence. Let's try again. Okay. On Saturday at approximately 9.50 a.m. on May 31st, 2014, a cyclist on Big Bend Road in Waukesha. There we go. (laughs) That is how you pronounce it. Waukesha. Is that how you got to go to to Waukesha to say wa? Well, I was for a second going to say Waukesha. (laughs) (laughs) Wisconsin oh that's funny (laughs) Wisconsin yep Wisconsin um so he called 911 reporting that there was a 12 year old girl that had been stabbed the girl was Peyton Bella Lautner so Peyton's her name but for some reason her nickname was Bella everyone called her Bella Uh, She had been stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso. Okay, so let's go back a little bit uh, to get some backstory on this. In fourth grade, Peyton befriended Morgan Geezer because she noticed that she was a loner. And that's really all you need to know about Peyton's character. (laughs) They had been best friends ever since. (laughs) Let's go back so we can say one thing. (laughs) Yep. Well, I just need you to know. Wait, how old is she now? Or how old um, was she when she was stabbed? Twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not too too much longer. No. So in the in the fourth grade, they were best friends. That's when they became best friends. So in sixth grade, a new girl moved to the school named Anisa Wire. She quickly became friends with Morgan because they were both kind of loners. And according to Anissa's fourth and fifth grade teacher, she was like the biggest outlier in his class. She would cry every day about not having friends and, you know, wanting to go home. Um, So when she met Morgan, she was super happy because they became friends. Morgan's mom said that she always knew Morgan moved to the beat of her own drum and that she was a little off. She lacked empathy which was like really clear uh, when she was little, her mom was afraid to show her Bambi because of what happened to Bambi's mom. She thought it might traumatize her, <laughs> but it ended up being that she actually didn't have a reaction to it. And she didn't really seem to care 
And she said, like, that's only one example of, like, a lot of different examples she could think of. She knew of Morgan's interest in Slenderman, but she really never saw the harm in it. She had no idea that Morgan actually thought Slenderman was real. Anissa's dad was asked if he knew what she was doing, like, if he knew that she was watching Slenderman videos or all of that. And he said he felt like he always knew what she was doing, that there was a keep your door open rule in the house. And like he said, other than sitting in the corner of her room and like watching her every second of the day, like he doesn't know how more like involved he could have been. I don't know. Kids are sneaky. I know that already. (laughs) Like you may think that you know what they're doing, but sometimes you just you don't. Um, so all of this kind of information that I'm getting, I watched in a documentary called Beware the Slender Man. And this documentary focused mostly on Anissa and Morgan and their families, not so much on Peyton. So I don't know, it seems kind of biased to me that they're trying to prove that these girls are less guilty than they are in my opinion, yeah. but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it is their parents view a lot of it. So, mm. you know, you don't want to believe that your child is a terrible a person. Yeah, exactly. So for Morgan's 12th birthday, uh, she had a sleepover uh, the day before they went to Skateland, which was a roller skating rink. And Morgan's mom said they were laughing and having fun. And it didn't seem like there was anything amiss going on. But during the police interrogation, Morgan and Anissa said that they had been planning the murder since December. Mind you, the stabbing happened happened in May. So approximately six months before. I hate kids. <laughs> well, I just later on it goes into how they're trying to um like obviously they have to decide whether they're going to try them as adults or as children and premeditation is like a huge thing and how can you say it's not premeditated (laughs) so yeah that would be definitely an adult thing if you're deciding to kill someone that means that you know what's going on and you're going like yeah we can kill someone. This is going to be really bad because we're evil. And uh, yeah, that like, yep. that just says it. Just like what happened to our friend back in Missouri. Those yep. kids. I hope they get tried as adults. Uh, they should. Yeah. because <laughs> It was all very yeah. premeditated. I agreed. So this whole plan and everything started because all because Anissa showed Morgan Slenderman. Morgan said she saw Slenderman when she was five years old. Like after Anissa showed her these, Morgan was like, yeah, I saw Slenderman when I was five. Sure. (laughs) In Anissa's interview, she says that Slenderman has proxies, quote unquote, who are like, I guess, servants or apprentices Mm. who work for Slenderman. Minions. Yeah. And she says that Morgan told her that they should be his proxies. Uh, Anissa asked, like, how do you do that? And Morgan said they have to kill Bella because they had to prove themselves 
worthy to slender man and by doing this apparently it means that they get to live in slender mansion which is supposedly located <laughs> in nicolette national park <laughs> yeah it's just a, a mansion that slender man hangs out in in a national park yeah, yeah. okay believable so <laughs> yeah anisa says she wanted to prove all the skeptics wrong who didn't believe in slender man so they had to kill Peyton. They just, they had to. Both of them had to. Yeah. So in this documentary, uh, their interrogations at one part of it seriously chilled me to the bone. Like just randomly, Morgan asks the investigator what happened to Bella. And the investigator asks her, who's that? And she says, not Anissa, the one I stabbed. But mind you, like the whole time she has like this completely nonchalant monotone voice, like she could not give a shit that she just got done stabbing somebody. Um, But the way she says stabbed is haunting. She's like stabbed (laughs) like that, like literally like stabbed. Not the one I stabbed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like that. And I don't know, but it's like drawn out and it's spooky as fucking hell, especially when everything else is like, whatever. Um, did she it's like she glitched or something. Did she stare at the camera too and be like, stabbed? No, she was like a little troll in a chair. Like she had her feet up on the chair, like hunched in the chair mm-hmm. and like her hands and her socks with her feet. I don't know. So <laughs> the investigator basically says he doesn't know like how she is but he knows that she's in the hospital and like with no care in the whole world morgan's like i was just wondering wow (laughs) like they say a lot of random stuff and i didn't put it all in here because i was like fuck you guys but (laughs) um so if you don't know what a creepy pasta is it has become kind of this generic term for horror stories that get copied and pasted uh, that's according to Brad Kim from knowyourmeme.com. And they went into like this whole thing about what memes actually are. They're like, like when something hits somebody, you know, and sticks with them and they'll share it and share it and share it. Like that's considered a meme, whether it's funny or a quote or a video. Or like they're all or... considered. Yeah, they're all considered memes, I guess. I just thought they were funny little blurbs i guess but apparently not um according to trevor blank his last name is blank (laughs) it's not blank like i'm not saying his last name his actual last name is blank that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) he's a digital folklorist um and i didn't know that was a thing either (laughs) but in the documentary he was saying that because slender man is quiet and doesn't really talk a lot and he's kind of like this mysterious figure he's open to a lot of interpretation which is what we were talking about earlier so he can be many things like a man in a windowless white van which is actually something he said which reminds me of the clowns the crazy clowns <laughs> yeah um or the boogeyman he just encapsulates like a lot of societal fears mm. basically um He's kind of interpreted as like a guardian angel for kids because adults often forget how much it sometimes sucks to be a kid. 
So he's like, this was a quote, powerful aphrodisiac to kids who are alone and they feel lonely that that they have somebody like watching over them. Mm, Yeah, I can see it. I don't know if you'd want that one watching over you, but. You know what just popped in my head? Hmm. (laughs) Remember that episode of Buffy (laughs) where um, it was, I think it was just called Hush and everybody they got their voices taken out by those creepy the gentlemen that oh, like float i do those have always reminded me of slender man too except that they have the creepiest fucking faces in the entire universe <laughs> as i say they have faces but i could actually see that that's i really could it's one of the best episodes of buffy just saying <laughs> although it'd be way better if riley wasn't in it <laughs> I'm going to go okay with you. I'm going to agree. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, there's another person in this documentary named Jack Zipes, and he's a literary critic. And he mentions the story of the Pied Piper, which I'm sure you know the story. But if you don't, it's originally a grim fairy tale. And um, there's a city that's being infested by rats. And this man comes and he says he can take care of the rat problem, but he'll need to be paid. The city basically says they'll pay him whatever he wants. um, Just get rid of the rats. So he pulls out this flute or a pipe and he plays music and the rats follow him. And he makes them jump into the ocean or the river, I don't remember. And they die. So when he goes to collect his payment, they try to give him money, but he says he wants something else. And he pulls out his pipe and he plays a different tune that makes everyone but the children freeze in place. He leads the children to a mountain where like a large hole opens up basically (laughs) and all the children go inside (laughs) and he does as well. And then it closes. Yeah. So uh, he was bringing it up because he was saying that this is kind of like Slender Man, you know, Slender Man takes these children but a lot of times you don't know what happens to them. Mm-hmm. You don't know if the Pied Piper killed those kids or if he felt like he was saving them, yep. you know, or if he was doing something good. And it's kind of the same with Slender Man. And I think this is really cool that they bring up the Pied Piper because later on when I talk about Slender Man, the movie, they also bring up the Pied Piper. So <laughs> that was- That's funny. Uh, so it kind of seems like this is how Slenderman was interpreted by Anissa and Morgan. I mean, not that he was a good guy or anything, but they wanted to follow him. Yeah. So they were loners. And they seemed to be like, they seemed like they wanted to be a part of something more. And uh, they wanted to be a part of this like elite group of proxies or whatever the hell. <laughs> um, that's just my personal opinion. It didn't really get like brought up in the documentary or whatever. But so this is the breakdown of the case. So they were celebrating Morgan's 12th birthday, like I said, and everything seemed great the day before. And then when they got back to Morgan's house, They all went into the basement and all three of them were playing on like their own tablets. In the documentary, there was also a huge emphasis on tablets and internet searches and videos Mm -hmm. for kids and stuff like that. So um, I go into that too. Like, I guess Anissa's dad uh, was at one point lobbying the schools like 
to not send tablets home with the kids or whatever. But I, towards the end of the documentary, he was like, well, I changed my mind. Like, I understand that they're a good, you know, learning tool. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he's afraid. Well, yeah. Like, there's a lot of daughter- creepy shit that goes on with kids having electronics like that. Oh, my gosh. This one video I remember watching. So my kids are like obsessed with FNAF Five Nights at Freddy's. And I was watching this, or Val was watching this, um, My Little Ponies video. And it had like parts of FNAF in it or whatever. And it was okay for a second. And it was, they were like singing a song. And then all of a sudden, like one of the My Little Ponies turns a gun on themselves and kills themselves. Yeah. I was like, yeah, hell no. <laughs> and that's that's literally the day that I was like, no more YouTube. Because <laughs> like all the TVs in our damn house have YouTube. Yeah, because you got all those smart TVs. Just send me yeah, one was... of the smart TVs and then I'll send you our piece of shit TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll hang that up in Val's room because I swear I, I she goes behind my back still and oh, watches yeah. YouTube. I've seen so but... many videos about how parents have found these like videos that look seemingly perfectly fine rainbows puppies butterflies mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like telling your children to kill themselves or showing violence like that hardcore violence and yep. like sex scenes and all that stuff you do not want your little kids to be seeing yep exactly it's some scary so- shit YouTube is banned in my house and kids YouTube is also banned in my <laughs> well, house yeah. because they can't. I don't know. I just don't trust YouTube. Well, they can't really control it that well because I mean, who's really going to be sitting there watching every single second of every single video? Yeah, I have no idea how that works, but I'm not going to risk yeah. that because that day was like seriously traumatizing when I saw that. I was like watching it and I was like, this seems kind of dark. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You just watched that. And she'd been watching uh-huh. it. Like she was obsessed with that video for a while. And I just never, bad mom, bad me. I just never really paid attention to what was going on. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, but this documentary definitely has like a strong focus on, you know, pay attention to what your kids are watching because they were watching all this Slenderman shit. And uh, oh, they showed like there's like a little montage of all the things like Anissa was looking at and reacting to mm-hmm. on YouTube and so it was kind of disturbing I mean she commented on a lot of videos that were like you're a psychopath if you answer <laughs> you know so many right yeah. or if you get this and she would like share it and say cut me cuff me officers you know basically implying that she was a psychopath Gosh. and this kind of info is kind of eh like to me because I did a lot of shit like that when I was a kid true like I was like I'm psycho <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> uh, well the but internet was also very very new to us to everyone yeah. back then so we just well I think too when you're a kid you want to be like different or like oh you're the badass because you're a psycho <laughs> but I've never planned to kill anybody yeah. and I'm not a psychopath so I mean, you could take that part with a grain of salt and it could have been like an indication of what was to come. But I honestly think, you know, kids are just kids and they do dumb shit. Especially However, for attention. Oh, yeah. And it seemed like these kids really did want attention. Yeah. Um, 
there was one video that they showed that she like shared and stuff that I did find super fucking like disturbing. And so I guess there was this, you know what a serval is? A serval cat? No idea. They're really cute. (laughs) They're like a little bit bigger than a house cat, but they're wild cats. Mm -hmm. There's this, or was, I don't know if it's still a thing, but there's this YouTube channel about this serval cat named Zeus. And like this mom was sitting there with her, like, I mean, the son had to be like 13 ish and she's sitting there with him and she has the serval in a bathtub and she puts a live mouse in there and she tells her son this is the circle of life let's see what Zeus does with this mouse he's never had a mouse before and this serval is fucking beating up this mouse and eventually kills it and eats it and her son's just I don't know I find that to be the most disturbing thing because it's like no regard for life whatsoever that mouse she was saying was not in its natural diet or anything and she's letting her son like they're like laughing and shit watching this mouse like you have to have some respect for it doesn't matter what animal it is yeah you know like have some respect and anisa shared it and said and i i can't remember exactly what she said but she said something like watch this cat torture and beat this mouse to death <laughs> like <laughs> gross like that shit is what gets me yeah. like that you want to say you're a psychopath that's how you're a psychopath anyway <laughs> well um, i like understand you know like snake feeding you know you give right. them usually you give them dead mice and you just wiggle it around a bunch but uh you know some people do like to give them live mice and let them do their thing but if it's not even in the cat's diet and you're just like literally doing it for fun that is fucked up i used to flip my shit on honey whenever she was an outdoor cat and she'd like get a freaking bird or something and she was batting it around i'm like get off of it and i'd run and save it you try to save it (laughs) remember when merida chased a mouse uh, chased a mouse under my couch (laughs) and there was like a huge gash in it and mormon was at work and i was like amy tell your husband to come get this mouse off from underneath my couch (laughs) i do remember that that was hilarious (laughs) that poor mouse like but the whole time like i was screaming at merida like to leave it alone Mm -hmm. you know and then it went underneath my couch and then it was just under there Mm -hmm. and it had like this huge gash or whatever and it said oh it was horrifying i hate it (laughs) it was really bad i hate when animals have to do that even like merida wasn't gonna eat it she was gonna no. beat it up, kill it, and drop it somewhere gross. Just like exactly. Rascal used to just kill possums for fun because he's an asshole. <sighs> Makes me so mad. But I'm not I filming know. it and showing it to three-year-olds. Exactly. Exactly. You're not trying to show the world. No. Like, and I was not like I just wanted the damn mouse out of the house so the freaking cat would leave it alone. <laughs> like you don't film something like that. Like, look at my cat torturing this. Yeah. Like, ha, 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 this is so funny. No. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh the animal stuff always gets me. Mm-hmm. Um so 
while they were in their basements playing on their devices, I guess they had planned to kill Peyton then. But Morgan so sweetly told Anissa that they should do it tomorrow because in her words, she wanted to give Peyton one more morning. That's what she oh, told the how detective. sweet. I know. What a sweetheart. Um, so that morning, the next morning, uh, they asked Morgan's mom if they could go to the park and she didn't see anything wrong with that. So the three girls went to the park and they played at the playground for a while. Little did she know that the little shits had taken a knife from the kitchen. Um, they went into one of those like small brick buildings that's just a bathroom. Um, like the ones at Liberty Park yeah. or whatever. Like, so, okay. And uh, Anissa told Peyton to go to sleep because she had heard it was hard to kill somebody when they were looking at you because you see yourself in their eyes and it's like you're killing yourself why would she want to go to sleep in a bathroom (laughs) okay that was never explained it was just like all of a sudden she was like i wanted her to go to sleep and like you so you were just in the bathroom and you're like hey go to sleep (laughs) i don't get it either maybe Maybe they were playing house or something. And they're like, oh, you're the kid. Go to sleep and we're going to stay up and be adults. (laughs) But Peyton said, fuck you guys. Obviously. (laughs) Not really. Well, yeah. Not in those words, but she was like, no, I don't want to go to sleep. Um, And so because she said no, uh, Anissa punched Peyton in the head, like right in the middle of the forehead and made uh, Peyton's head slam back into the concrete wall. And so this, and this is also unclear to me. I'm not sure if Anissa played that off as an accident because she was telling the investigator she, she did that intentionally. (laughs) But then after this, the girls were like, um, you know, no, let's go play hide and go seek. And so I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. But. No, I don't know how she played that off at all. Like, oh, or I just lost control of my impulses. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know how she played that off. Um, But Anissa said that they initially planned on killing her in the bathroom because there was a drain. You know how bathrooms have that drain on the floor. And she said, quote, for the blood to go. And then they were going to lock her body up in one of the stalls and just basically run. Instead... They asked Peyton if she wanted to play hide and seek. And Peyton said no. <laughs> and but Morgan and Anissa said, if you play hide and seek, then we'll play whatever game you want afterward. Mm-hmm. So Anissa and Peyton took off to go hide, and Morgan was gonna go find them. Anissa said in her interview that they were going to hunt her down and be like a lioness chasing down a zebra okay words from a 12 year old a literal fucking 12 year old kids <sighs> yeah. they're scary sometimes they're very scary <laughs> uh peyton said that anisa pulled her deeper and deeper into the woods um so that was like there's little bits of testimony from peyton not peyton Peyton didn't really speak in it, but the officer that um, interviewed Peyton. So anything where I say Peyton said, it's this officer, female officer is relaying this to the court. Um, So Peyton said that Anissa pulled her deeper and deeper into the woods. So then Morgan found them and then started kind of like freaking out to Anissa and saying she couldn't do it. 
<laughs> and so Anissa said back to her, quote, you can do it. Go ballistic. Go crazy. Make sure she's down. End quote. God. Oh, I know. Ringleaders. So Anissa. Okay, right? We'll get into that in a little bit. So Anissa walked like five feet away and then turned around and yelled, now. So Morgan says to Peyton, quote, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat, end quote. And then she sat on Peyton's legs and basically pinned her down and got in her face and said, I'm so sorry, before she just started stabbing her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a weird way to show remorse. I'm sorry, but I'm going to stab you anyway. After she stabbed her 19 times, and I mean, you hear people getting stabbed like 45, 50 times, and I'm, you know, 19 doesn't sound like a lot, but they always say like, hold your hand up and stab the air 19 times, mm-hmm. like, and see how long that is. That's a, that's a lot of stabs. That is a like, lot of stabs. And you got to think she's only 12. So she has a much smaller body for that two exactly. inch blade to be hitting everywhere. Exactly. And I guess it was not a two inch blade. It was like, I don't know. They never said if it was like a butcher knife well, or I something, like but it was two like inch thick. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was, I don't know. They just held their fingers up and kind of showed you. Mm, and yeah, I guess probably a butcher knife. Yeah. It looks like a butcher knife. Um, or at least so after she's the knife that I used to cut cantaloupes with. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one, that specific one. <laughs> Uh, after she stabbed her 19 times, uh, Peyton being the badass that she fucking is stood up and tried to walk away. But Anissa told her to lay down and be quiet that she would lose less blood if she just laid down. And they told her that they were going to go get her help, (laughs) which they were definitely not. They wanted her to die. Um, so, but they told her they were going to go get help. But like I said, she's a badass and she's not fucking dumb. So she got up and she dragged herself, like she crawled to an area where there was like flat grass that she could like lay down kind of out in the open. And so she lied down on it. And then that's when the cyclist came along and he found her. And I mean, he's really like the unsung hero. Yeah. Like they don't talk about him at all. <laughs> like I couldn't find his name or anything, but uh, you know, he found her and called 911. And so the surgeon who operated on Peyton said that if the stab wound to her torso would have been a human hair width deeper, she would not have survived. Wow. That's like so yeah. close. Yeah, so it's literally like a miracle that she is alive and she is alive and fine today. Um, it took her six days to recover in the hospital. At 2.53, the same day that Peyton was stabbed, in the afternoon is when they located Morgan and Anissa walking along I-95. They had been walking for five hours and they had made it to the opposite side of the city. Are they trying to walk to the castle? I don't know. When they asked the Anissa, I think, in an interview, they asked her, um, like, what their plan was or where they were going. And she just said they literally just ran straight. <laughs> like, they just ran. Just ran. Okay. Yeah. 
they wanted to get to Nicolet uh, National Park. I know that. Yeah. But I don't know if they knew exactly how to get there or where to go. Um, so now I kind of want to talk about like their competency hearings um, for them. There was only really one psychologist that commented on Anissa's mental health in her diagnosis. For Morgan, I swear there was like five or six. <laughs> um, but Dr. Michael Caldwell, the psychologist who saw Anissa, said that she is not a psychopath. Um, she doesn't have psychopathic tendencies or anything like that. Um, not schizophrenic, nothing. But she's something called schizotypal. I think that's the right word. Okay. Um, this basically is like, it means... How do I explain this? So this is what makes people susceptible to believing in things like Slender Man. So basically, there isn't really anything wrong with her She necessarily. I mean, she's just more able to believe in dumb stuff. Um, stuff. He went on to say, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) he went on to say it's like adults who become ultra religious or who believe in conspiracy theories, like hardcore, like everything's a conspiracy theory. I see it. Like, yeah, that's kind of what she has, quote unquote, like going on with her. Gullible. So not, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like, so yeah, gullible. <laughs> um, for Morgan, on the other hand, uh, Dr. Kenneth Casimir, who's a psychiatrist, diagnosed her with schizophrenia, uh, ODD, which is oppositional defiance disorder, and asthma. Don't know why that matters, no. but he said it yeah. in court. So, <laughs> um, he even read their ICD-9 codes, which, haha, bitches, we use ICD-10 now. Uh, I'm a medical coder, guys. That's that's what I do. Um, and then I wrote, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> in my notes <laughs> I think I'm funny <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting um he goes on to say that schizophrenia is one of the most serious series one of the most serious and studied mental illnesses of all time and approximately only affects one percent of the population which is way lower than I actually thought it was Same. I didn't mean I didn't think it was a super high number but uh, that is well lower it affects one percent of people that seek help i guess that is very true um so he also went on to explain that there are like different types of hallucinations and distortions that a schizophrenic has um that they have to deal with on the day-to-day and so he said a person believing in slender man is a delusion while a person that say that says that they saw slender man is like a visual hallucination um and then continuing on to that he said that with the right treatment um people with schizophrenia can manage their illness very well and live a very normal life so and one more note on her mental illness morgan's dad apparently also has schizophrenia but they never told her until after she went to jail so until after she lost her marbles yeah and couldn't get so help. she managed her schizophrenia or he managed his schizophrenia you know very well he's very high functioning um 
the mom said, you know, that she she knew that there was a chance that some one of their kids might be affected with it. But she was this is what I don't get, because she was saying that even from a very young age, she knew that uh, Morgan was different, like the whole Bambi thing, mm-hmm. like she had no empathy and all of that. And I mean, they didn't really get into it. So I guess I don't know 100% to make a judgment, but it doesn't seem like they got her help. And I feel like if you know the dad is schizophrenic, you know, you know that she's acting abnormal for a child, like that's when therapy and all of that needs to come into play. Like, so is schizophrenia like genetically passed down? It can be interesting it's not always but it can yeah there's certain stressors too like by the way they were making it sound is that like there's the whole like genetic thing mental thing like you have the illness but then you could be just fine and then in your 30s like you could have stressors yeah that bring it out yeah i'm not a schizophrenic like expert by any means so that (laughs) might even be wrong but that's just what I took away from what he was explaining um so like I said at the beginning you know the judge ruled um that they be tried as well I guess I didn't say that but they were trying (laughs) to decide you know whether or not they were going to be tried as adults the judge ruled that they will be tried as adults because it was obviously premeditated and it was vicious and I have to agree yep fully uh at the beginning of the documentary i thought that morgan was the mastermind behind everything Mm -hmm. because she's the one that you know showed no emotion whatsoever and anisa was sitting there crying and you know towards the end of the documentary i personally believe like you said that anisa was the ringleader none of this probably would have happened if morgan is you know as mentally sick as the psychologists and psychiatrists are saying, you know, none of this would have really happened. It wouldn't have really happened if Anissa hadn't put that thought into her head, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, it seems like it was both their plans, but Anissa like made Morgan do the stabbing. Yeah. And if she's that sick, she really, really does believe that you know, Slenderman is going to come get her and her family and not justification to her whatsoever. But um, it does seem to me personally, like Anissa was the the ringleader of that. Mm -hmm. So Morgan was charged with attempted first degree homicide, which is a class A felony. And Wire um, was charged with Attempted second degree murder, which is a class B felony. I don't know why I wrote her last name and Anissa. No, wire. Whatever. <laughs> so Morgan was charged with first degree attempted homicide and Anissa was charged with second degree Get it. attempted homicide. Got it. Okay. And although the girls were tried as adults, they were found not guilty by a mental disease or defect. Yeah. And they were both committed to mental health institutions. Anissa for 25 years and Morgan for 40. Um, and that was in 2017. However, I was looking up this case 
and very recently, actually, in September 2021, a Wisconsin judge ordered that the now 19-year-old Anissa be released. No, goodness. Yeah, from the psychiatric hospital where she was being held for the last three years. The judge, Michael O. Bowren, agreed with the recommendations of three doctors who evaluated her and said that she did not pose a threat to herself or others. I don't know how much I agree with that. I don't. But I mean, it, no. it is what it is. Mm. I, I'm still personally under the belief that she is, she was kind of the mastermind behind it. Morgan does need to be in, you know, a psychiatric hospital, I feel like. Yeah, it kind of um, seems like it could have been avoided on her part if uh, she like got help at a younger age exactly like if anybody knew what was going on or her parents paid attention to it um a quote from the new york times states that other than her role in miss lautner's stabbing judge bowen said on thursday miss wire had a clean mental health history if you will currently miss wire is functioning very well at the winnebago mental health institute the judge said citing reports from doctors who examined her. So Anissa apparently obtained her high school degree and plans to attend college. She told the courts she plans to live with her father upon her release and she's going to look for a part-time job, blah, blah, blah. But if you are such a, like, ringleader, mastermind of evil things, couldn't you just, like lie really well about your own mental health i mean i mean you would think i don't know i've never been like evaluated or anything i don't know how those things go but i feel like you I could... mean, they're also 12 though oh yeah but not now now she's 19 getting released yeah. i feel like she could really manipulate the outcome that's what i was gonna <laughs> say yeah learn to manipulate yeah like i don't know I'm not an expert. I, I just feel like that is a huge possibility. I definitely agree. Um, so in the documentary, they said that all schizophrenics can go down the wrong path. Like they have the ability, you know, to, and they hit highs and lows and things like that. But they said that Morgan was guaranteed from the get-go to go down the wrong path and probably stay on it. Like never get better. So. I doubt she'll be released anytime soon, but I mean, who knows what the advances in mental health and mental health, you know, medications and all that kind of crap. Um, all that kind of crap. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say all that kind of crap because I'm on it <laughs> and it's very helpful and useful. We, but you know what we I mean. strongly believe in mental health uh, issues very much and so. getting help and all of that. It's just, you know, crap. We deal with funny. it on the day to day. True. Yeah. <laughs> we deal with it all the time. So <laughs> it's nothing new to us. But I mean, yes, if you are struggling, please get on that crap, please. <laughs> um, uh, really, I mean, the last thing I want to say regarding this case is that in an ABC interview, uh, Peyton's father said, Peyton is meant to do something special. She's here for a reason to show the world to treat other people better for parents who maybe see dig a little deeper about what their children are doing. Maybe she herself is supposed to be an inspiration. I think she's a great inspiration. I mean, she picked herself up and she, 
you know, tried to get as far as she could. Like she's a very strong, you know, child. I mean, she's a woman now, but at the time, you know, very strong child. Um, and that's it for the case. So I just want to go over like a few pop culture references for Slenderman. Um, because he's a huge one now. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you know Minecraft, but my children are obsessed with that video game. And he inspired the, what you call Endermans, not Slendermans, <laughs> Endermans on Minecraft. They literally like, they look like Minecraft 8-bit Slendermans. Um, there are movies about Slenderman, which I watched today. One of them that was made in 2019 called Miraculously, you know, Slenderman, <laughs> uh, which was meh. It was okay. Uh, it's definitely geared towards teenagers. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't scary enough for me. Um, but in that movie, they used the photos that Victor Serge created, which I thought was pretty neat. And they talked about the Pied Piper. That's so pretty, I that was pretty cool. I'm sure he was yeah. excited. Oh, I bet you he was, like, shitting his pants because that's pretty cool. Um, then there are shows, you know, and stuff like that based off the true crime. There's a documentary titled Beware the Slender Man, which is what I watched. There's an episode of Law & Order that's loosely based off of it. Um, there's also an episode of Criminal Minds that was also inspired by the case. And... I know this like wasn't our typical story, but I wanted to show just how much an urban legend can affect somebody. I also wanted to cover it as a PSA to parents to keep track of what the hell, you know, your kids are looking at Please do. and doing online. Please do. The internet, yeah, the internet is a scary place, uh, probably a lot scarier than any urban legend that we're going to cover. Um, one of the experts interviewed in the documentary talked about how Slenderman is like a virus of the mind and I thought that was interesting because they also say that in Slenderman the movie um which you know it's fictional but I couldn't find the specific part where the guy said that so I couldn't figure out what his name was and I mean maybe I just made it up in my head but um I thought it was very fitting to end the episode on it because it's true. It's the same thing, you know, we discussed on the crazy clown episode, um, you know, the hysteria and the urban legends, like they spread like viruses from one person to the next. The more the article about Slenderman, you know, that they're clicked on and they're shared, the more it's talked about from person to person, the more it gets out there and the more people feed into it which I guess is kind of what we, we do on our podcast. Yes. But I mean, granted, we're telling you this one is completely fake. But, um, you know, we talk about other urban legends that we don't know if they're fake or not. Mm -hmm. um, and in doing so, we give them credence. I mean, it's the nature of our game. Though. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I will leave you with this poem that I found on I liked it because it was in the documentary, but I also found it on this wiki, the Slenderman wiki, under something called hospice, which I have no idea what that is. I think it's a game. But it says, Dear Grobman, <laughs> I think, I don't know if it's supposed to say Dear Grobman, or I, don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I have no idea. But it says, oh, should I travel through the woods or should I not wishing I would? 
For above me lurks within the trees. No one can hear my deathly screams. The palest man, the blackest suit, bigger than the tallest brute. Six black arms will grab you up or talk to, or damn it, or talk you till you just give up. (laughs) A top hat bears upon his head, makes your soul fill up with dread. He takes you when you least expect, boil you up and eat your neck. He'll leave your body not to eat, but staple your corpse on a tree. Fear the man, the slender man, for he can do what no one can. <laughs> and that's by Rostin Amarani. Nice. Very creepy. Yes. So what do you think? I think that the internet is a very, very bad thing. <laughs> I, uh, there's not I mean I guess there is some good to it it's just you always hear so many stories about how bad everything comes from the internet you got social media and bullying and now Slenderman and you know all sorts of insane things not to mention you can just google how to kill someone and I'm sure you'd find lots of things. <laughs> I know it's like that. Um, what was it? The anarchist cookbook. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day <laughs> when we still use yeah. books. <laughs> Wait, what's the book? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm half and half. I think the internet is a great place. You know, you there's so much art and things that you can see and learn True. and everything. But of course, there's always that. flip side and you just I think you just really have to teach your kids to be smart and to be safe and you know not to be dumbasses and think that killing somebody is going to make you you know be in favor to some made up (laughs) literal you could literally google for two seconds and see that slender man is a made up you know thing literally like well like there's not learn from your own mistakes all of us our generation has grown up on the internet and we know all the stupid shit we've done on the internet exactly (laughs) so we should be prepared to know that our kids are probably also doing stupid shit on the internet and we should probably try to help them through those things yes and of course you know you cannot a lot of the times you cannot predict these things and you cannot watch your child 24 7 24/7. Yeah. I 100% understand that and get that just you know all of us parents like maybe try to just pay a little bit more attention you know I admit like I said I caught my daughter watching that stupid my little ponies whatever my little ponies that was is the worst there's so many bad things associated with my little ponies like Apparently. my little pony porn my, my little pony Ew. murder there's just everything <laughs> that's so crazy too because my little ponies my both my kids my son and my daughter it like it seems really girly but it's actually the show itself is very good I like my little ponies <laughs> like but yeah I mean we all probably should do a little bit better I mean my daughter will just run off with my husband's phone and we won't notice, yeah. you know, for use for a little those while. 
child locks and those parental filters and parental controls. Get in there. <laughs> also, exactly. put locks on phones. Yes. Well, we do have locks on Put a new phones, lock on this phone. Mormon very much needs to put a new one. <laughs> I do too, but my kids know not to touch my phone. I don't allow it. But I mean, Mormon can do whatever he wants. But um, they he watches. He watched me put in our freaking numerical password to Amazon Prime the other day when I was <laughs> buying a movie. And now I'm terrified that he's going to get on You're there. You're just going to have go to be buy. like, turn around, close your eyes, cover your ears, stop watching. I know he's way too smart. Yes. But I know this was not our typical episode and sorry for being kind of preachy, but it still falls into urban legends. It's definitely an urban still legend. Worth, yeah, it's worth talking about too, just to get it out there. And, you know, as parents, we are not perfect, but... <laughs> Let's try to do better. I'm just thankful <laughs> I have dogs. No kids, just dogs. Yeah. Kids are My scary. dogs don't get on the internet. No. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> <laughs> like I say lucky like my dog does. My cat does. Nope. She does. <laughs> if I'm like laying in bed and I have my phone laying on the bed and I'm just like scrolling through something, she'll come over and she'll like paw the crap out of it and like open a bunch of different apps or check the weather. She was checking <laughs> the weather yesterday. <laughs> she was like it's sunny with the side of my asshole <laughs> she is an asshole but <laughs> um i was gonna say something and now it's just like poof oh yeah i remember now imagine if like all these other urban legends we've covered imagine if they came around in the time of the internet like we would know oh, that would the origin of everything but instead we're I like what crazy bastard came up with this? I mean, honestly, I prefer not. Oh, to yeah, know. definitely. Like, I think it's more fun, yeah. but it keeps it going. This one more. in particular. Yeah, this one caused harm to somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of good. We know that it's completely fake. I just wish they would have taken the two seconds out of their day to Google that. But uh, no, children, that, so. that doesn't come across their mind. It's real. They sell it on the internet. It's real. Just just <laughs> like all those Facebook things and moms going like, oh my God, we got to stop. Yep. We got to post this so that they can't hack our info. <laughs> oh God. I know. Every time I see an uh, older you know, person on my Facebook posting these things, I'm like, please stop. We know. Or like those ones on Facebook that have like these are fucked up and I hate that people post them in general, but they'll have like a disabled person on the picture and they'll be like, everyone ignores my picture. Yeah. Share to do. I'm like, you know, that's not real, right? <laughs> like I'm sure the person in the picture is, but they are not posting no. that. They don't want you to share no, it. They don't, they don't or like it or pray on it <laughs> or, you know, or anything like they probably don't mm. want that. And they don't care if you're ignoring their photo. They have more important things to do. I'm sure they do. Anyway, <laughs> that was off subject. Hey, a little bit. So let us know what you think about Slenderman. Have you seen Slenderman? If you say you have, I bet you haven't. <laughs> unless you watched the movie. Or looked at the picture. <laughs> or looked at the pictures. 
But I mean, maybe you saw something like it because they were saying that, you know, he does encapsulate a lot of different things or he can be interpreted as different things. So maybe you saw something similar. It doesn't mean that something out there like him doesn't exist, but Slender Man, him, just the very specific thing that we know as Slender Man most likely does not exist. Or his mansion. Also... Or his mansion <laughs> in Nicolette National Forest. I can almost guarantee does not exist. <laughs> um, also, reminder, we want your stories. So if you want them read, we're talking, you know, we're in the talks about making episodes with those. Send them to. Uh, you can send them to our email at thisislegendpod at gmail.com. You can also go to thisislegendpod.com and hit us up on our contact page. And don't forget to stop by the Instagram and Facebook This Is Legend Pod pages. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye! Bye-bye!